Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Janine Mitchell from Doylestown Township, and she is the chairman of the Environmental Advisory Council, which is a volunteer position. Welcome, Janine. How are you today? Hi, Terry. It's great to be talking to you today. And I'm so thrilled to have you because I think volunteering is such an important part of what boomers should be doing. So start by giving my audience a little background about you, what you did before yeah. and what, how you're volunteering and what you do. So give us that background. Sure. Uh, I was a, an English teacher for 31 years. About half of my career was in junior high school and about half of my career was in high school. So I finished as a high school English teacher. I loved my career. I loved my students. I still love teenagers, but I retired 12 years ago. And I know that it was hard for me to leave my job because I really did enjoy it. But you know, 31 years uh, going up those steps, Kara, I'll, I'll tell you what really got me was the paperwork. So I just decided, okay, my husband and I said, let's just do it. He retired, I retired. And then a couple of years went by and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do next. But then I had the opportunity through Pennsylvania Audubon to take a class on designing gardens with native plants, especially to attract birds and pollinators. It was just a, it wasn't a long class. It was, I, th I think maybe a couple of sessions. And then I started to think, okay, what's next? And somebody said to me, why don't you join your EAC? You'd be a good candidate for that. I said, what is an EAC? I had never heard of this before. Well, after investigating, I found out it stands for Environmental Advisory Council. And I also found out that in Pennsylvania, there are a lot of municipalities that have EACs, and I live in one of them. I live in Doylestown Township, and this township has had an EAC for over 20 years. Long story short, I ended up on the EAC in 2013. Then I realized this is my niche. This is what I want to do in my retirement because it was about birds, it was about plants. It was about the environment. And so I joined. When I joined the EAC in Doylestown Township, I was the only woman. That was an interesting wow. experience wow. right there. And I remember uh, thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder if this is normal. It wasn't. It was just the way it was when I joined. So then I, th I said to myself, well, what am I really interested in? And I started to take a walk around the township parks and I saw this part of Doylestown Township's Central Park, which is on Wells Road. It was called the Environmental Education Center. There was an existing bird blind and an existing outside classroom, but there was nothing else. And I looked at it and I said, wow, this might be a good spot for a garden. 
So I took my idea to the EAC, which meets monthly. And I said, hey, what do you think? What if I investigated putting up some kind of native plant demonstration garden and I could do it over at the Environmental Education Center? Well, of course, I had to be approved. You know, I had to come up with a plan, a design. So I sketched out a design. It's pretty complicated. And I, I said, okay, right around that bird blind area, wouldn't it be nice to have a small demonstration garden and show people the beautiful and easy native plant world that we have in Bucks County. So I was introduced, I'll never forget this. I was introduced to the Board of Supervisors by someone who was on the board. And I was introduced as somebody's sidekick. No. That didn't go over real well with me. I'm, you know, I was used to being an autonomous high school English teacher. You know, I, 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 no, I'm nobody's sidekick. I let it slide, but then I said to myself, mm, never again will I be introduced as somebody's sidekick. And this is my project, and I'm going to see how far I can go with it. That was 2013. By 2014, in the spring, we broke ground. We had a whole bunch of volunteers from PICO. They had their community day and the township, which has been great to me. The township lined up this community service from PICO. We had about 20 people there. And wow. we, wow, yeah, it was great. It was just great. And we, we started the garden using what's called a lasagna method. We didn't till the ground. We cleared out a lot of brush and then we laid down cardboard and newspaper and covered it with a thick layer of composted leaf mulch, let it sit. About a year later, we started putting plants in. And now here we are in 2021. There is a much larger native plant demonstration garden now in that spot. It's grown in size, in diversity, in popularity. Mm -hmm. It's fabulous. So here we are seven years later. And uh, we're on another expansion kick in that garden, and I'm still managing it. Wow, that's fabulous. Yes, what and now, credit to you. Thank you. And I am also now the chair of the EAC. I'm into my fifth year, which is kind of a part-time job. But right. you know, it allows me to stay connected to my community. Right. And it allows me to meet fabulous people. I need to say that I love my work as a teacher, mm -hmm. but I love this environmental activism. I have met some of the best people through the environment, through native plants, through birds, through the program called Birdtown, which is now part of Mid-Atlantic Audubon. Oh. Um, I've just met so many interesting people. And I'm going to say that I didn't know it was going to be so good. I didn't know how this was going to evolve, but it has evolved into something that takes many hours a week, I would say 15 to 20. It's like a part-time job. Right, right. But I've also, because of this, become a master gardener through Penn State Extension. And then I took the Master Watershed Steward course through Penn State Extension. So I have even met wonderful people through those programs, but it's been step by step. It, this didn't all happen at once. You know, I thought right. I was just going to take a class on designing with native plants for my own backyard. No, no. <laughs> it turned into much more than that. Wow. 
So you can see that you've made so many new friends. So if there's a boomer sitting at home lonely and thinking, nobody comes to see me, I don't say, you got to get out and volunteer. Take that step forward. You do meet amazing people. No excuses. No excuses, right. No no, no excuses. If if you're a boomer, and I'm 73, okay? I'm on the older end of boomers. Mm -hmm. If you're a boomer and you're looking for something to do, there are so many volunteer opportunities in your community. Now, we're in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Right. And I've been a Bucks County resident for over 60 years. It is my county. Doylestown Township is my community. You have a county out there. You have a community out there. And there's a lot of good work that needs to be done. What happens is that once you put your toe in the water, and if it's something that you enjoy, if it's a passion of yours, or even if it's just a casual interest, you start meeting people and you start gaining more opportunities to fulfill that interest, to enliven that passion, and you're never lonely again. I have to say, I have, I'll bet I've made 50 friends. I mean, friends. You know, excellent. Yeah, it's amazing. And here's another is something else I realized as a teacher, I was used to interacting with hundreds of people a day. Mm -hmm. A high school is a big, noisy, dirty place. It is. (laughs) It is. It It just is. And, you know, between the 120 or 130 students that you have every day, all the kids in the hallway, all your co-workers, the people in the cafeteria, the administrators, the people who clean the building. I mean, there are hundreds of people that you interact with every day. Right. I was used to that. So when I retired, there was a a quiet period that I enjoyed. It was kind of nice. I got to know my house better. I got to know my two adult sons a little better. My husband and I had time to do some serious traveling. Mm -hmm. But then came time to say, all right, you know what? I like that interaction. And I kind of miss it. Yeah. So, so maybe there's something I can do. So when the opportunity came to take that initial course about native plants, it was like, oh, I guess I'll go. <laughs> yeah, it was that. And then, okay, you know, I guess I'll go help somebody. I'll get, I'll, we were doing garden uh, yard assessments at that time. So I made a partner, my partner and I ended up doing some garden assessments together. And then she, who was working for Bucks County Conservation District, said to me, hmm, would you be interested in doing a skit about monarch butterflies? I said, yeah, let's do it. So we arranged a skit. We created a little set design. We created some costumes. And we showed that skit about monarch butterflies to about a thousand kids over a three or four year period. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. another offshoot. You know, that was an offshoot wow. of, of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And as I've already mentioned, other offshoots included not just this native plant garden, which is my primary project mm-hmm. and my chair, my chairing the Environmental Advisory Council for the township. Those are my two big things. But it's big to be a master gardener because you have to put in volunteer hours. It's also big to be a master watershed steward because you have to put in volunteer hours. So what did that do? It expanded my circle of other volunteers. It expanded my circle of acquaintances and friends. I am never bored. I have so much energy. And in part, it's fed 
by my volunteer activity. I totally believe that. I totally believe that. So if you find a volunteer activity that you love anyway, because you loved gardening, so it kind of started with that. Find something you love and go out and find a volunteer opportunity. Yep, they're out there. They're out there. They are. And, you know, the other thing is my 96-year-old mother is now living with my husband and me. Mm -hmm. So I have this other gig now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. All right. It's a big one. I have to tone down a few things because my mother does need some attention. But I have to give my mother and my father credit for inspiring me. They were both very active in their communities in different ways. Hmm. And my mother was a propagationist at Bowman's Hill Wildflower Preserve decades ago. Oh, and that's another beautiful preserve. Wonderful. Fabulous. And that's another, it's a volunteer place. Believe me, Uh, you know, you may have to get some training, but hey, that's part of the fun. But my mother was that. She was also a 4-H leader. She was a Girl Scout leader. She was in other community things, church things, you know. My mother was always out there in the community. My father was out there in the community. He was part of his local government. He was kind of a pain in the butt to his local government because he had a (laughs) lot of questions, you know. That's the way to be. You don't do it enough anymore. Yeah, you know, he went to meetings. He asked questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my father was also a labor union organizer. He he didn't just have a job, you know. He was Mm -hmm. making things better, trying to make life better for people, trying to make the world a better place, trying to make a mark, trying to be productive. Right. So I learned this from my parents. Hmm. And there's something else I learned from my mother. My mother has still says this, and she, she practices what she preaches. She told me a long time ago, make sure you have friends of various ages. Hmm. She said, you keep getting older, but that doesn't mean that your friendship pool needs to be from your own age group. And my mother has practiced that. And what has happened as a result of my volunteer work is that I do have friends. I have a teenage friend. Maybe I have two. Because wow. their dads, well, one of them, his dad has brought him to volunteer at the garden For the last seven years, I met this kid when he was 10. He's 17 now. Wow. And he's my friend. Experience for him. And teaching him. Yeah. Teaching him from 10 years old. This is how kids learn. You have to teach them. Yeah. Come out, you know, bring your kid. So I have this young man. I consider him a friend. He's going off to college this September. We talk and I have friends in there. I don't know about their 20s. I don't know if I have any, because 20s, that's a funny age, because, you know, they're they're mostly in school and just starting out, you know, but at the garden, I have friends in their 40s. Oh, oh no, I, there's, there's at least two in their 30s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. There's even a 92-year-old who comes out. Now, I think that's pretty fabulous. I have friends across the spectrum in different age groups. Now, my and mother that is fabulous. And the reason it is, as you age, if you have all friends your age, they start dying off. And now yep. your whole social group is gone. And that happened to my aunt. And she just okay. started going downhill. All her friends started going into homes, dying off. And all of a sudden, she had nobody. 
So you're right. That is key. Have friends of all ages. It's so important. And I also, I remember hearing uh, an older person say one time, there's no one left who can call me by my first name. Wow. Oh, how awful. That is awful. 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 When I'm 100, I want somebody to call me Janine. I don't want to be Ms. Mitchell. Right. I want to be Janine because that's, you know, that's so important. It's a real marker of a relationship, I think. I just think it's so important to be out there and make yourself available for friendship. Absolutely. And people who say, I don't know where to go. You just kind of hit on it by accident. But if you're out there volunteering, it will happen. And then find another opportunity to volunteer. And that's how you meet people. That is the best. And if you're doing something you have a passion for, you're meeting other people that are passionate about what you are. Makes it even easier to make friends. You know what's wonderful? When I'm at the garden and we have uh, a monthly work day, Starting in March of the year and ending in November, we meet at the garden the last Saturday of the month from nine o'clock in the morning and we stop at 11 o'clock in the morning. I mean, it's a two hour work session once a month. What I really enjoy is talking about plants and birds and conservation issues with the people at the garden. Right. Because some of them are so knowledgeable, much more than I will ever be. Others are asking me questions, so I get to teach a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're outside, too. This is another thing. I suppose there are outside people and inside people. I'm an outside person. Yeah, me too. Me too. Love to be outside. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, I don't like the gym, for example. It's indoors. Why would I want to be indoors if I can be outdoors? So I like being outside. And that's another thing. If If you're an outdoor person and you're spending too much time indoors, well, why? Come on, find something to get you outside, even if it's just to take a walk and have a chat with somebody that you meet. I mean, that's not what we met. Remember, Janine, I was out taking my walk. I walked almost every day in Central Park and I sat down to rest a little bit with my friend that I was out walking with. And you just kind of happened by and we started chatting and I said, Oh, that sounds so interesting. I need to have you on my podcast. And happily, you agreed. Happily, you agreed. I'm happy to do it because I just, I feel like, you know, you're onto something, Terry, to interview those of us who are called baby boomers and are so far from being babies, <laughs> but we are definitely boomers if we're boomers. Yep, yep. I think it's you're onto something. And I appreciate what you're doing because let's spread the word that uh, just because your age is a certain number is not as meaningful as you might think it is. No. I have no intention of thinking of myself as old. Mm -mm. Badass, yeah. (laughs) I like that. You can call me badass anytime you want. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is I'm (laughs) going to put in a plug for something a little weird, if you don't mind. That's fine. Go for it. Some of my friends think I'm a little nuts, but about, about a year and a half ago, I started to think about, you know, I was thinking to, my, to myself, what if I got a tattoo? I mean, I never did before. And I'm, right. you know, I'm not an impulsive person. You know, I'm a planner. So for about a year, I thought about this. I said, hmm, why would I want a tattoo? And what would it be? And where would it go? And how big would it be? Well, I, I finally settled on an idea. And then I, I had a consultation with a former student of mine. 
mm-hmm. who happens to be a very good tattoo artist in Doylestown. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. May I show it to you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's a fern, and it's a fern that's still unfurling because oh I intend to unfurl until I'm done. There you go. How perfect. How you know? perfect. Yeah. Unbelievable. Some of my friends think I'm a little crazy because at 72 last year, it was right before the pandemic closed everything down. I think right. I was the last customer at wow. South Bay Tattoo. Wow. Uh, yeah. But, you know, some of my friends thought I was nuts. But, you know, the truth is, why not? Yeah. Well, you know what? I interviewed Yvonne Kay, who used to be on the radio in Philadelphia years ago, and she has a tattoo. She tattooed something in honor of her husband when he died, and it's a pretty big tattoo. So, yeah, and she's 87. There you go. Why not? Why not? Mine's just a little guy, but it's there to remind me. It's not there for somebody else. No, it's for you. It's for me because it says, okay, girlfriend, don't stop unfurling. Right. If an opportunity comes up, if an idea comes up, let it go. Let it let it let it happen. Let it happen. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. That is so <laughs> perfect. And we really need to keep that in mind as boomers. Do not sit on the couch and say, I'm lonely. I have nothing to do. I'm, why? There's so much out there, but you have to look for it. It's not going to tap on your shoulder. You just have to look for it. Yep. Call the township. Call the church. Oh, you know, there's so many places you could go. Find what you really love. Oh, yeah. Uh, my husband is a major reader. He's, he was a math teacher and went before he retired. And he has always been a major reader, a student of history. And so when he was looking for volunteer work, he went to the local library. There you what go. a great volunteer experience he had there. Wow. It, 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 he helped to sort the, 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 the donated books. He ended up coming up with ideas to make the the sorting of donated books better and mm-hmm. easier and more organized. He really enjoyed his, his library time. Again, he was with people. He ended up chatting, giving people ideas about what they might want to read, helping people find books in their areas of interest. Well, what a great place. The library is another, it's an indoor thing. Okay, if that's your stick, work indoors. But the libraries do often have need of volunteers. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many ways to do it. And like you said, it's a good way to be social, meet new people, meet people of all ages, because then you're not locked into just your own age group. So, and volunteering gives us way more back than we give to the volunteer effort. I really believe that. I agree completely. You know, you are giving back, you are providing a service You're giving of your time, mm-hmm. but you're also enriching your own life. I mean, it's like another chapter. Mm-hmm. You could you could close your book if you want to. Right. But, but why would you do that? Why wouldn't you find a new chapter? Why wouldn't you write a new chapter of your life if you can? Exactly. Exactly. Because if you don't do that, you will die before your time. You will. And this way you're helping your community. Like I couldn't do a lot of that when my kids were young and I was working and there was just always, but I can now, I can volunteer now. Why not? Absolutely. You know, I told you that I, I didn't know when somebody said to me, oh, you should, you should try to get on your EAC. What, you know, what EAC, what does that mean? I didn't have time when I was younger 
to pay attention to my community. I was busy raising my kids, working my job, trying to maintain a home. No, there was no time. But when you are retired, whether it's by choice or whether it's because of a health issue or whatever it is, when you retire and leave the workforce, what you gain is time. And either you use it or you don't use it well. And why in the world would you sit around and watch too much TV when you could be doing something else and meeting more people? Because you know what? The world is full of interesting people. That's another thing. Absolutely. Wow. There Absolutely. are so many people out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've interviewed people all over the world. I interviewed a guy from Thailand, a man in Russia, a woman in Australia. I mean, I've just opened up the whole world for myself, but I love doing local people. So when we met you, I said, oh, this is a great chance to interview a local person because, you know, I really, really want to get my boomers to volunteer more because I feel it's so important. It really is. And, and you know, I am very local. And as a matter of fact, if anybody wants to chat about native plants or about birds or about volunteering or whatever, you can email me. I'm okay with that. You can email me at j9mitchell at gmail.com. You know, maybe you want to maybe you want to learn more about native plants. You know, you can come out to the garden once a month, meet. Oh, that's another thing. Right now, I have the f- most fabulous crew of master gardeners. Oh, coming wow. out of the garden. Wow. We're, we get so much done in two hours. It's incredible. And I find that now I do very little of the work. I love the work. You know, I mean, I like to dig in the dirt, but I'm doing not much of the work at the park garden because I have to manage so many volunteers. But that's fun, too. You know, for somebody like me, I get to walk around, I get to talk to these people, I get to answer questions, I ask, I get to ask questions, you know, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And you're staying socially active. It's an important part of aging and it will keep you younger, longer. It's so important. So I applaud you. I think that's great. I'm so glad we bumped into one another. Me too, Terry. And I, I'm, I'll look for you and Lisa at the park again. Yes, um, yes, yes. We're always walking. Yep. Yeah, I'll be there this afternoon. I, I'm going to be over there uh, talking about a potential project. Uh, an idea that we have in mind. So, you know, and, and, you know, I'm going to say one more thing about what I do. I have learned a lot about municipal government. When you get involved in your community uh, in the way that I have by serving on a township council, you meet the people who run your community. You meet these public servants who earn their living, making sure that the lights turn on, the water comes out of the faucet, that we're healthy, that the the potholes eventually get filled. You meet these people who are so good to make our our beautiful community run. And so I'm out there with that too. And I've learned about so much about how a a municipality runs. I couldn't do it. It is all, it's amazing the, the work that it takes to run a municipality. And it's not a city, you know, it's a township. It's awesome. And so you get this opportunity, depending on what your volunteer work is, you get an opportunity to see another part of the world. One of the things that happened to me right after I retired from teaching was that on a Tuesday morning, I went to the grocery store and I said, oh, my God, there's another world out here. I was used to being in the classroom right, you know, right. From, from morning until evening. Yeah. And, you know, in the wintertime, never saw daylight. 
And so on a Tuesday morning after retiring, it hit me. There's a whole lot that I don't know about. Wow. Absolutely. So much to learn. Yeah, Yeah. I guess I better start learning. Oh, God. Well, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for being my guest. I think people... The boomer, my boomer nation will love hearing you, and hopefully, many of them will take your advice. And if they're not already volunteering, get out there and do it because oh, yeah. the older you get, the more important it is to stay active, stay engaged, be with other people. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, all age groups, so that you're not when you get to be 90, all your friends are 90 and they're all dying off. Now you have nobody, you, yeah. you don't want to be stuck like that. Never. Never, your mother had very good advice for you. I think that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I follow it. Yep, yep. Well, thank you. I I appreciate your being with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Terry. This has been fun. You're welcome. Thanks. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.